Welcome back to Further Explanation, the Taylor Swift podcast. I'm your co-host, Callie. And I'm Kaya. There may be no further explanation by Taylor, but there will be from us. And we just have some more Airs Tour thoughts for you guys. So yeah. we just thought we would sit down and share them. We do have a couple really spicy, interesting episodes in the works. Um, but when those episodes air, you will know. So <laughs> we're just keeping you on your toes. You know, a little titillating information for you to hold on to. <laughs> Bad word. <laughs> Joyce. <laughs> Okay, so, oh, Kaya, we can't laugh. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you got the new rule book, but we're not allowed to laugh on the podcast. Um, that's, that's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. I we had a complaint. We had a, a complaint that we. to stop mm, laughing on the podcast. Mm. Yeah, we had a complaint that we giggle way too much. And um, if that's something that bothers you, you should probably not listen to our <laughs> podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't help it. <laughs> Yeah, that's not our problem. We just realized that after our last recording, after we talked about the Airs tour, um, we've watched a few more nights of the show and we just have some more thoughts. So we're going to get right into it. If you sat down and you thought that we were going to talk about a certain breakup, you would be sadly mistaken. A certain quote unquote breakup. (laughs) A certain alleged breakup. But, um... I don't want to say anything that'll make us look like idiots when this airs. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh, police. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, whoever made that comment, you're so welcome. Ooh, I'm going to keep Kaya in check. Called him out. <laughs> Stop laughing. No, but seriously, we're just really funny and we enjoy this, so we, we can't help it. Kaya, what did you say when I sent you that comment? You were like, sorry, you oh, didn't get the sorry. joke. Sorry. Oh, yeah, 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 That's clearly you didn't get the joke. We're, Are you we're not just... used to people laughing? Are you because you're not funny? Ooh, burn. <laughs> Sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if I can't laugh, I, I wouldn't be able to do this. Because that's just like... If I you're mean, not here for the shits and gigs, then... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's sorry, we're just for. having a laugh. Anyway. Quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Do you think um, we should start? I don't know why I would even say this because it's not how you wrote it down. But you think we should start with the surprise songs just because I'm really interested in those. Okay. Specifically. Yeah. We thought we had Mirrorball as a surprise song and debut with the slot. But it turns out, nope, we were bamboozled. <laughs> it was actually two surprise songs. And honestly, that's a really cool idea because we have a surprise song every tour. And she's played a lot of songs on guitar acoustic for us, some multiple times. And so I think adding the piano and getting two surprise songs is a really good idea to amp it up for the Eras tour. Mm-hmm. We did talk about that in the last episode. Yeah. Mirrorball and Tim McGraw we had first. I think, honestly, that's such a solid choice to open the tour with. Everyone wanted Mirrorball on the set list. So then the next night she sang State of Grace and This Is Me Trying. Um, I thought State of Grace on the piano was really nice. Yeah. Because the acoustic version of that song is very piano centric that she has on the record mm-hmm. so it was really nice to get to actually like, it's very guitar centric <laughs> <laughs> well i know all the words to death by a thousand cuts and clean so <laughs> what does that have to do with anything 
Oh, you clearly weren't on Twitter for the past few days because the people, the girls were. Oh no, about I do. That. Know, I do know that. I do. I was on that, but I wasn't like in it. I saw that whenever she messed up the bridge, but um, yeah, I don't know what was that like a big thing people were talking about. Just because so that that happened, and then somebody was like, "Sorry, I don't know all of the words to all of her obscure songs, like last obscure. Christmas, like last Christmas," <laughs> and <gasps> there's no way there's a last Christmas hand to hand to God. Yeah, if you don't know last Christmas then. That's just a I do think maybe problem. this person was uh, an international fan, though, and so that's probably like not mm. a big hit. Well, that makes sense. If, if English isn't your first language, I don't blame you at <laughs> all. At all. For not knowing any of the words. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. Hmm. I mean, I forget words to songs that I know still, so like, there's that. Well, but if you're just not even going to make an effort to want to learn them... Just because they're old and they're deep cuts, that's odd. <laughs> that's very odd. Or, I mean, I've, I've just seen so many people just genuinely say with their whole chest, I just don't like country music, so I don't listen to her first, like, three albums. Then they're a, different, they're a fan of a different Taylor Swift than we are. That's all i got to say about that. Um, a picture just came out of a crane. Oh, that was this morning. Did you see that? Filming equipment outside of a building, Taylor's filming equipment. Oh, I did. I saw something like that, but I didn't see that actual picture. It's so annoying that everyone's talking about the rumors and not about this, too, because I care more about this a little bit. Because <laughs> that's actually, like, what we're supposed to... <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's for us. Yeah. Yeah. And it would make sense if she's trying to fit it in at the right at a time, so there's other stuff going on, too, you know? Mm-hmm. So, she sings State of Grace, and this is me trying... Uh... I was very upset about State of Grace... I really love that song. But, you know, I'm going to be upset about basically all of these. I mean, there's going to be some that I'm actually happy about because I'm like, ooh, that's not mine. <laughs> you yeah. know? I saw someone say that, like, each each night when their new song gets sung, it's like the cannons going off and on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so funny, but it's like, it's kind of like a real, like, a big event now because it used to be just like she would just sing an old song and every once in a while you'd get, like, a really good one, yeah. you know? Because, but. like, on the Red Tour, she really just sang our song, like, every night. And then every now and then, <laughs> she would sing. And, like, those people who at those concerts that heard, like, Teardrops or Enchanted or yeah. whatever, those were, like, the lucky ones. But then, you know. No pun intended. And, and on the 1989 tour, she sang, like, 15 almost every single night. But for reputation. What did we get? 15. And our song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is cool. This is very cool. And I hope that I hope she brings everyone's like she's gonna run out and get to like uh only the young and like what's she's the bumblerina song. song. I mean why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> That's me knocking on wood. But like I kind of hope she does like go to even like the obscure songs because it's like I mean, she'll pair it with something. You'll get two either way. You're not gonna be totally disappointed, even if you get one that you're not a big fan of. And Carolina, I hope she sings Carolina. They're like, she's going to sing Carolina because she wrote, I hope she sings Carolina. <laughs> well, here's the thing is like, does that, should I have any hope that at any point on the store she's going to sing like Superman or Closure? I think so. Because that would really upset me if not. She well, said closure, she's going to go yes. through her entire discography. Yeah. I just, those songs just get but so. But Speak Now is so <laughs> dead thrown to away right now <laughs> so i don't know about that but i think she'll do every song off folklore and evermore she's already done almost every song off folklore mm. yeah that's true that's scary though because we're running out of folklore and evermore quick <laughs> but yeah. if we don't get those 
because I haven't heard those live, so those would be amazing. Mm -hmm. I would just really, please give me Speak Now, so I need it. <laughs> I just want to hear Closure I have a list. so bad. We should talk about our list. Do you have a list of songs you need to hear live for the surprise song? Yeah. Uh, then she sang the first show in Las Vegas. She sang our song in Snow on the Beach. Um, I know that you and I talked about this. I did not think Snow on the Beach sounded very good. I don't get that, though. It sounded like the song. <laughs> it just, to me, it sounded like she was going in and out of key. It's just a really hard song to sing because you have to go, ah, ah. <laughs> it's like it's very it has a huge range of melody yeah um i just i was like okay cool i wasn't there for that that's fine yeah um, those are those are some I'm okay with our song i mean it's classic but i would have been we've heard listen it. here's the thing on this tour specifically i would have been happy to hear a debut song mm -hmm. but in the Definitely. grand scheme of all of the songs that she could sing i've heard her play I have heard her play our song live so many yeah. times, so I'm not, yeah. like, itching to hear that live, personally. Yeah, although the video really got to me, like, she sounded very debut Taylor in it. Mm. And, like, the... the mm -hmm. <laughs> really, really worked. Yeah. Um, but there's going to be a lot of sacrifices we're going to make, so I'm okay with that one. <laughs> mm. This one, I'm not okay with. Cowboy Like Me and White Horse. Oh, God. Why'd you do that? I really like the pairing of those two together. Yes, I love when there's a theme. It was cool that she brought out Marcus Mumford mm -hmm. and his little down. <laughs> I really did get kind of like, oh, why is she laughing at that? Because that's how I say down. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> he definitely played that up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I do think like that's exactly what I imagined Isn't the surprise guests. Oh, I don't know. I think he is. <laughs> That's exactly what I imagine the surprise guests, if there were any on this tour, to be. You know, people she had written the like folklore Evermore Midnight's songs with, like her mm -hmm. collaborators, if she would just have them come out and sing mm -hmm. as like a surprise song. And I think that's just perfect because just having yeah. random people, you know, just come up, it just doesn't fit. And the show is so long that there's really not room. So then she sings. I love it. I'm so glad she did that one. What's your favorite combination so far? Ooh. This is up there for me just because I love Sad, Beautiful, Tragic so much. It's yeah. one of my all-time favorites. I think it's the combination of Sad, Beautiful, Tragic and ours. I'm really jealous of those people. And then I'm also really yeah. jealous of the crowd that got to hear Jump, Then Fall and The Lucky One. Well, Sad, Beautiful, Tragic and ours I love because Sad, Sad Beautiful, Tragic, obviously very sad song. Red, you get a Red and a Speak Now song. Mm -hmm. Just the best two albums. And, and Red is very, it's all the pop songs. And that's like just one layer of Red as an album. Yeah. You know, like with 1989, yeah. you get the singles and like, that's what that the whole album was like. The whole album. Yeah, but with Red, her just singing like Never Ever in 22, and even her also singing All Too Well 10, like you're not really getting what we had at that time, what that album yeah, really exactly. felt like. Because All Too Well 10 wasn't that it wasn't a thing <laughs> so sad beautiful tragic is a, i love that song so much and it sounds so good on acoustic guitar too it doesn't it like the production really adds to it but it also sounds like its own song because on the she guitar. wrote it on the guitar mm, on the bus while she was touring speak now i will mm -hmm. say i did prefer the version the acoustic version of sad beautiful tragic that she did on the red tour just the way she played it and sang it i just preferred than the version she did 
um, on the Air Store. But oh my God, I I love that she sang yeah. those two songs together. I think. And that's... then ours is very nostalgic. It's a very for me. It's like my childhood song. It's like or one of my many childhood Taylor songs. It's like just have very like warm memories with it. And so that's I love that combination. That's good. And also I feel like she performed that for the first time live as a surprise as a surprise song. Because she added ours to the set list on the Speak yeah. Now tour. On the B stage, right? No. She sang that on the couch. Oh. Well, I remember the day that it happened, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I, unless I'm making it up, but I feel like I was like, oh my god, she, she put out a new song, and she, now she's singing that on tour? Mm-hmm. That happens? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Because it was after our leg mm-hmm. of the tour. Um, so then she sang Death by a Thousand Cuts and Clean. Those are two songs that, like, the internet has, like, claimed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, one of some of those songs. I didn't... See, and this is what I was talking about in my last episode. Like, the way that she understands how we perceive her music is so... I just feel like she's not quite getting it. She's not really in tune with the people who appreciate her music in a more intellectual way. It's like um, you said, it's it's like all you can really get because it's so overpopulated now. All you can really get is like the surface level takes and you don't really get like the deep connection with fans and like, you know, as it used to be. Yeah, well, but it's like, I mean, I don't, I don't. I wouldn't ask her to dig through all the shit on the internet in order to find... Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I don't blame her because she still wants to have interaction with the fans. But it just sucks that it's, like, all you get is, like, oh, we are we love this song. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, bridge, it's just... Bridge, 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 bridge. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, but the reason bridges are good is because when you build the rest of the song up to the bridge really well, and then you finish the song after the bridge really well the song mm-hmm. has an emotional journey and it has mm-hmm. like a a full ride a sunrise and a sunset feeling if you mm-hmm. only care about the bridge you might as well just be into choruses like what you're just into the one repetitive thing like it's not interesting well, it's not repetitive it's like but it's, that's, they only but like it because it's like oh it's different from the rest of the song and you they, get to chant it <laughs> when she sang death by a thousand cuts she said can we sing that she was like, that bridge was so fun. Can we sing it again? Before she even finished the outro. And I love the outro of that song. And I was like, well, I didn't get to hear that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's really like, that's where my grievances come from with the overemphasis on her bridges is like, but you're missing all the other really amazing and well thought out articulate parts yeah, of her music. Yeah, and it's obviously going to inform how she writes from here on out. She's going to think, oh, here it's time to write a bridge. Not every song, like a Daisy Jones once said, not every song needs a bridge. <laughs> yeah. And I th- and I, I think that's so obvious on Midnight's is like so many of the songs that don't have those really long ranting bridges, those songs get overlooked. Like I don't yes, see people that's... talking about the bridge of Maroon and I don't see people no. talking about Labyrinth because that song doesn't have a bridge. And it's like that song gives a, a vibe. Like it's it's a different people just don't know how to understand they don't know how to contextualize music it's there are different rooms that they fit in it did sound like because she messed up also i thought it was so funny because she was like she would sing it again she'd mess it up she'd be like ha 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 and then it's like 
she was fighting for but her she life still up there. Know it. She was, yeah, and she was like, "How do I finish oh this song?" Oh my god! You can see the end of it Taylor. though, because I mess up the same part as she does. <laughs> then the last set of surprise songs that Taylor has played were "Jump Then Fall" so and "The Lucky One." Yeah. Um, the last night of Texas. I think this was such a good. Like that was those two songs together. For one, she said that she underrated. She fell in love with Jump Then Fall when she was re-recording Fearless, and like I love hearing that because I want to hear her talk about the re-recordings more. Because we have such about the process. Yeah, we have such little, uh, you know, insight from her as to what this has really been like and how these songs have changed for her over the years. Like, imagine being her and having to go re-record all your music and you get kind of this second life with some of these songs. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. this is what I felt when I wrote it and this is what I felt when I toured it. But like, now I'm re-recording it and I actually really love this song that was like this random platinum edition song. And so many songs that just fell through the cracks pretty much. That's why it's like she's re-recording. Like, this is our life. <laughs> She's going back and revisiting all these songs that, in our experience, it feels like she just totally forgot about and, like, doesn't give a shit about. Mm -hmm. But she's actually getting to spend so much time with each one of these songs. Like, You're Not Sorry, like, Untouchable, all these songs that are so important to us in our lives that she kind of just, like, didn't care about anymore. (laughs) And we don't even get to hear her talk about them or anything. Like, what? That's why I'm really... Like, I need a track-by-track commentary, like, documentary where she's talking about... Because it's for the fans, and so wouldn't the fans want that? (laughs) Like, I know that most people wouldn't give a shit about watching that, but Mm -hmm. the people that this is for do. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's really for her to own her work, but she, in in an effort to make it also successful and engaging for the fans, because she really tries to engage the fans with every project she does, and re-recording her albums as a project, she's like, the, the vault tracks is a way to really get people to listen to her versions, and to also just like, make it a fun thing to involve the fans, so that she's not just like, okay, here's this, here's this one, here's this next one, you know? That's how it feels right now. <laughs> here's this one, oh yeah, it's on that album, or I'll put it on that album. <laughs> Well, it's funny that she said that she fell in love with Jump Then Fall when she re-recorded it because I actually didn't really like her version of it. I thought that she just didn't quite do the song justice. Well, it's hard to. And the little vocal quirks, especially on that song, it would almost feel like you had to like do an impression of your past self. You know what I mean? It's funny. I'm I'm really, I, I don't even look at the re-recordings as a re-recording i just look at them as a second version of the song Mm -hmm. and i get to choose which one i want to listen to in any given moment you know because i own all of those other albums so even if Mm -hmm. i didn't that's you know my choice i don't care billionaire taylor so i'm just gonna be (laughs) fine um i'm gonna continue to buy all of her new work and everything for the rest of my life so (laughs) Mm -hmm. it evens out (laughs) in the end it comes out of wash (laughs) but the lucky Actually, one it comes out you're in the hole <laughs> <laughs> a lot and taylor swift is all better for it yeah um her singing the lucky one oh my god i was so devastated that i wasn't there for that i wanted that song to be on the reputation set list so badly and the fact that it wasn't i'm still not over that and so i love that she actually talked about it a little bit before she sang it did you hear what she said um i'm, sh- I'm i watched it but i don't remember so this is about how being how awful being famous is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. It sounded like a cheeky like 
sarcastic kind of remark, but also like every sarcasm has a little bit of truth in it. <laughs> yeah, and you know that like, she. I don't think she was literally standing up there being like, "My life is awful. Famous being famous is awful." Yeah. It was obviously a joke, but I don't know. Some people don't. But it's like get her humor, like oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also just have to think, you know, in the specific context of that song when she wrote that. Um, like that's when she wrote nothing new and she wrote the lucky one and she was kind of grappling with this more existential fear of her life and how it was going to look for the rest of her life in this circumstance of being famous and how that was going to affect her relationship with herself and the other people in her mm-hmm. life and mm-hmm. she's only gotten it is a problem <laughs> she, it's yeah. something she has to deal with for her life yeah and she's only gotten more famous since then and even now yeah. it's like a level that i have never seen with her no yeah. and i don't think anyone's ever seen um what the, there's a lyric in midnights that i'm trying to remember where she says oh this is all new to, or all of this is new to me mm-hmm. and it's like i think it probably is like yeah. this is not anything that she has ever experienced yeah um so yeah, I just love that she sang the lucky one. Crazy. Um, did she sing it? She sang that on guitar, right? No piano, because Jump and Fall was on the yeah. guitar. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those are the surprise songs. Let's go into the show a little bit. I want to start with the because there were so many things that the more live streams I would watch and just like clips and stuff, the more I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't even know she did that. The intro before she comes out that has like all of those past eras and like tour openers and stuff she comes out and i did notice that all those giant like those things that people carry on their back whenever they open her like not open her (laughs) when they like reveal her um on the stage (laughs) it almost looks like butterfly wings or something Mm. which is like very lover very yeah it looks very lover like the good aesthetics of lover Mm -hmm. she did such a good job putting lover on the stage in in the right way yeah yeah i agree i also really love how she changes her guitar when she plays lover the song she changes her guitar Mm -hmm. according to her outfit her bodysuit color did you notice that she has a pink guitar there's a blue one and then a blue one for the blue gold yeah yeah which i love i love that it's like barbie with her accessories (laughs) so then she goes into fearless and i noticed that she does her little walk like she really puts a lot of effort into moving the way she moved during the fearless tour when she which is plays makes fearless. me so happy yeah like that's the kind of detail that i really care about mm-hmm. the way she does her little walk with the guitar strums like she did on fearless the way she like bends over with the guitar and now she's holding the guitar up she started doing that she's doing mm-hmm. the hand heart um mm-hmm. Just all these little movements that feel so unique to that time period. And it just feels so special. It feels like she was so carefree and just... Uninhibited. Totally uninhibited. <laughs> Holy shit. What the hell? Oh my god, you guys, me and Kaya that do this all the time. That one was crazy, though. That was, because it was the exact... Because that word just came to me at that moment. Yeah, I didn't me too. know what I was going to say. <laughs> I was just, just finishing your sentence. <laughs> That's insane. What the hell? <laughs> anyway. I'm so glad that she gets to emulate that because I want her to be carefree and uninhibited. <laughs> mm. So I really love that. And then she goes into... I'm not necessarily going like in perfect yeah. order. These this are just, just the things we wrote about. Yeah. Um, when she starts the Evermore set, I noticed the intro to Willow is incredible. 
she has this like yeah mm, this like yeah very it brings you into witchy witchiness. and she goes like she sings like the wait for the signal and i'll meet you after dark and it's mm. like oh my god kaya it's amazing she leans into the darkness of it which i really yes, love and that's like the uh, you guys are probably so sick of hearing us say theatricality but it's like that theatricality of really mm-hmm. setting the scene for a song that has a very specific tone mm-hmm. to it and she says okay yeah. i'm gonna really lean into that i'm gonna take a little Delving piece of the song and i'm gonna extend it into the intro just a little mm-hmm. bit more because that and it's so funny because the lines that she chooses kind of help inform parts of the song that really mean something to her like when she starts miss americana with it's been a um it's been a long time coming that's like right before the chorus that's my whole world yeah that's like two different parts of a pre-chorus and a chorus that she just kind of like pulled out of the song and extended and now that's the intro and now for willow (laughs) she's doing the wait for the signal and i'll meet you after dark like that's really setting the scene in Mm -hmm. such a perfect ominous way that it it helps me appreciate the song more and then it puts you really into that performance you're like okay now i'm Mm -hmm. ready because i've been prepared yeah Yeah. (sighs) i just i I really needed to talk about it because it was just (laughs) and the drums it really like takes you into the song too and yeah she does the version of willow that she performed at the grammys and it's got that extra bit of drums in that last chorus and I feel like we'll last. never get Willow on a set list ever again. So yeah. I am, well, I appreciate it. Maybe. It well, might be one of the Surviving Evermore songs that we do get. I don't think there'll be any Surviving Evermore songs. I feel like if we did, it might be Willow, though. Well, that makes sense because it was a lead single, but like it could also be Champagne Problems. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know, but. because I feel like if you know she's gonna bring ballads into her it'll be a ballad on the whatever album that it is that she's yeah trying, or all too well yeah and the recreating of the music video and the cape with the hood oh also when she says i'll meet you after dark there's like this very present whoosh sound and it's like turning a page or something that mm. i don't know it just really it's transporting you it's into all these, which yeah all these tiny little details so good when she was singing champagne problems before the bridge she goes you ready vegas she did before the bridge oh i didn't know that it's like she only did that for vegas yeah i think so mm-hmm. i i was just watching that live stream when i heard her say that i was like i don't want to be like ooh, the bridge right before champagne problems like it's a sad no. song i want to be in that moment thinking about this heartbroken couple you know i don't yeah like remember all too well on the red tour yeah like imagine if she was singing That's all too well feels. she was like you guys ready for this bridge you ready <laughs> <laughs> let's go girls <laughs> oh my god it's odd yeah it just feels <laughs> very out of place to me i don't know it just it's like she's trying to create or force these big moments rather than just letting them happen naturally, which is a touchstone of TikTok culture. That like that type of behavior of like, okay, we really like her bridges and let's talk about it while she's singing the song. It's like that bridge is good because of where it is in the song. It's not just, you know? And a little bit because of the fucked in the headline. <laughs> yeah, but the shock factor of that. That's what bothers me about the over-attention that is given to her bridges is like mm-hmm. the bridges are good because of their place in the song and what they do the purpose that it they also provide because it just it just you can't just 
be something like that. You have to let it breathe. <laughs> let it be. You can't. And plus, it's like, I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. Just because it's like, we can all sing along and it's like fast paced, I guess. But like, I feel like that's the main appeal. <laughs> yeah. But it's just weird to take you out of such a sad, sad song like that. Yeah, it's odd. I don't blame her for it, but I wish she... Didn't feed into it, maybe, or... Yeah. It's just unfortunate yeah. that that's, you know, the the opinions that she is consuming. You had reputation notes next. Oh my gosh, yes. So, there's really no end to what we could talk about with the reputation. She blew it out of the water, and she blew a rep tour out of the water on its... She blew its own tour out of the water. She <laughs> showed up the reputation tour with just the reputation set list on this tour in such a big way. <laughs> she has this like sideways, kind of like slanted for ready like, for it yeah, when she's walking. Walk that's like she just got swag. It just looks so good. <laughs> And she's so awkward. And it helps to have all those people with her that are, like, Mm -hmm. very confident and, like, I just love it. I just love... I love how it doesn't look like choreography when she's doing it. It looks like she's just Mm -hmm. doing her thing, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, I noticed when she sings Ready For It, she doesn't sing the high note at the end, which she did on the Reputation Tour. But I... (laughs) But I, <laughs> but I like that she doesn't because that high note live almost like takes me out of the parts of the song that I yeah. really enjoy. That high note always felt a little out of place to me. So I really like that she's not, she's not singing it. And it's probably just yeah. because she's got a lot of high notes and stuff and she's yeah. trying to preserve her voice. But I mean, she has to sing the high note and don't blame me every night. The arrangement of a lot of the songs, the rep songs on the Reputation Tour, I didn't love i wasn't mm-hmm. super crazy about them i felt like maybe just that style of music that she had made she maybe just didn't fully know how to bring it to life mm-hmm. in a live performance in the best way but i feel like mm-hmm. having toured that album and you know having sat with it for a few years you know made other music i feel like that's why this album sounds so good on the air stories because she's come to know it in a live way a little bit mm-hmm. better and she yeah, it just has more of an ear for it. Yes. True to the vision of the songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember on the rep tour, some of, the, some of it felt like did very... Di- I mean, it was all very different for Taylor. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now she's like... She's honed in what makes those songs so good. Mm-hmm. But also kept what makes her tours so good. Yeah. And combined them. And she really did lean into like the... How do I say it? The Lady Gaga of it all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, like just the pop girl excellence, mm-hmm. and which is so makes me so happy. It was so yeah. good. I feel like Reputation, the set list for Reputation was kind of a standout too on the tour, and a lot of people who did not appreciate Reputation and especially did not appreciate Look What You Made Me Do, are giving it the love that it already deserved. But <laughs> and I almost feel like that is. Partly, which I think this is kind of what you're saying, but that's partly just due to the performance that she gave it, gave it on tour. Yeah. Like, she didn't give Look What You Made Me Do a performance that would make anybody fall in love with it if they hadn't already. You know, she kind of yeah, just like... definitely. Let's get Although this I out of the way. I do love the Look What You Made Me Do, brah, What You Made Me Do, brah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's on this one, too. But, yeah. When she sings Delicate, there's an extra guitar in, like, the second 
chorus, I think, and then on in the rest That's of the song. That's one that I haven't really looked at closely yet, the delicate performance. It sounds really good. It's definitely, in my opinion, better than the Reputation Tour version of it. Because the Reputation Tour version of it, she really leaned into that like um, percussion and the kind of like drum sounds in the song mm-hmm. and like the very almost blank space type sounds you know how blank space mm-hmm. is kind of like sparse and it's just the drums and that yeah. like yeah airy enchanting little sound that she has in there mm-hmm. i don't even know what that instrument was but <laughs> um that's kind of what delicate was it had that like percussion um carrying it on the reputation tour when she was floating across the stadium on this tour, there's a bit more of that guitar in it, which I think sounds so good because mm. I love when she has sang Delicate live, just acoustic with the guitar. I think that's yeah. when I appreciate the song the most. And so this fuller production with that extra guitar in it, like to kind of build it, just sounded so good. Mm. I'm a fan of that. That's fun. Mm-hmm. I had a note. I just want to talk about the way she performs Antihero mm-hmm. because she gets so weird and wacky with it, and I love it. <laughs> I saw a video of her the other day. She's like, she looks like she's in her own world. Like she looks like she's not even on stage performing. And she doesn't even know we're there. Like she, which is so like, classic Taylor. It's so perfect. It looked like this video. There's a video of her from really far away. So she was. It looked like she was just a lone person on this huge stage. She was just like. And like walking and just like making gestures and like she literally looked like she was just in her own world it was so adorable it feels like a song that's probably really fun for her and you can see that in the performance mm-hmm. how fun yeah. it is yeah it doesn't even look like she's doing it for us it looks like she's just doing it because it's fun for her yeah and i love that it's really gigantic version of her behind her yeah, when she looks like she's really in her own world. Did you see her? Have you seen her like screaming and just like, oh, it's so classic Taylor. Like Blank Space on the 1989 tour, mm-hmm. or like a little bit of like even like Haunted or uh, Forever and Always. Just like that, just unadulterated, just expression of her emotions. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, also, and you, you said in our last episode, and I know that you and I both were wanting some like electric guitar moment on this tour. Mm-hmm. We didn't get that. <sighs> I know. Where would you have put that in the show? Ooh. Well, do you mean like just changed out the guitar she plays to an electric? Yeah, one? or even even just give her an electric guitar for one of these songs. I well, almost, obviously ooh. I knew we were in trouble and we were never ever. I was gonna say I would die to see her perform. I knew you were in trouble on the electric guitar because she's not mm-hmm. done that. She's saying we are mm-hmm. never ever on the electric guitar on the 1989 yeah. tour but i would and to, to give it that's what we we're talking about like when we were saying that we didn't want to hear shake it off it's not that we don't want to hear shake it off but it's just like if yeah. you're gonna give us these songs like it's interesting to get them in a new way than you've ever heard mm-hmm. them before and that's something she's mm-hmm. really good at doing yeah um so that would have been a great opportunity to hear i knew you were trouble on an electric guitar mm-hmm. oh that would have been so good and we're never i mean she did that before but that would be a good like reference i guess Mm. but i mean i don't blame her for wanting to i actually like that she's doing very specific red things because i mean i guess now red is like one of her favorites but it wasn't before so (laughs) (laughs) she changed it all up on the 1999 tour i just thought of this would love to hear trouble on the electric guitar also i noticed that it seems like and i haven't seen a lot of videos of this or like i haven't watched this part of the show on a live very much so i might just not 
I might be missing a lot of the performance, but it seems like the 1989 section of the tour is kind of just like not, there's not much going on. No, she's in that little outfit. It's kind of it's just... pretty much an exact replica of what she wore on the 1989 tour. Like, it's a little different, but it basically has the same function. And it doesn't seem like she, you know, changes a lot up for those songs. So I would love to hear her sing Wildest Dreams on the electric guitar. Because she sang mm-hmm. that at the Grammys Live Museum performance. Yeah. And I have that yeah. downloaded onto my phone. That is one of my favorite live performances she's ever done. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been a really interesting way to change up. Kind of like yeah. a... She just didn't do much for 1989. On this Which door. is weird, because, like, that's one of my least favorite albums, so, like, I'm kind of like, okay. <laughs> but if you're going to take up five slots on the set list with it, at least do something. Um, yeah, and, it's like there's a lot of opportunity to just give a new life to some of those songs, you know, showcase them in a different way. She She's really yeah. only ever sang, and I don't even think she sings all of Wildest Dreams, so she could have just gone up there with the electric guitar, handed it off to somebody, and then moved on. Like, it didn't have to be mm-hmm. the full song what i would say is add sparks fly to the speak now set list and use like well i just mean with the set list we got what <laughs> yeah. would you have thrown an electric guitar in honestly every most many songs benefit from an electric guitar so i wouldn't be mad at really any of it as long as we got one <laughs> i can't um, believe she didn't sing red like that would have been a perfect electric guitar moment to kind of recreate that from the red door yeah singles it's all wait, about the wait. hits Speaking of Sparks Fly, did you see someone, I think Gracie Abrams posted a, f- a photo of backstage and you can see Taylor's guitars. I saw the red guitar from Speak Now Tour. Well, is one of the guitars using it? I don't think so. And that doesn't mean anything because I remember on the red tour she had the sparkly fearless guitar with her, but she didn't ever use it. But I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, what if she brings that out? Will she? Can't, please bring it out. <laughs> please, would you please? <laughs> would you please? But what would she wear? She already took the fringe dress. Gave that to Fearless. Gave it to Fearless. <laughs> yeah. The bold one. Yeah. Who knows? Okay, so what else do we have? You switch up the set list. I love the one. I'm glad that she... I just feel like because it's the first song that we heard from Folklore, like we all yeah, started it Folklore really takes with you the one. I think it's the such a good era. move to for that to be the opening song of Folklore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and every tour, she basically starts the tour with the opening track since Red on the album. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to get that for Folklore, even if... Even since we don't get a folklore tour or an Evermore tour, but she doesn't do that for Evermore. But <laughs> oh wait, yes she does. Yes she does. No 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 she she starts Evermore with Tis Damn Season right. Oh that's right that's right yeah that's right. yeah. Um okay never mind. <laughs> but I love that that's a good choice too. And I didn't need Willow. Willow's not like a one of the better opening songs in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So and she does it with Midnight's. So that's cool. I'm glad she's keeping up the tradition. Mm-hmm. She shouldn't do that with Lover, but I actually prefer it much, much, much. <laughs> okay, so what are your favorite, like, to you, Kaya, what songs do you think sound the best live on this tour? I would like to mm. like to give a special mention to The Archer, because I watched a live performance of that, and she adds in some extra production as the song builds to kind of fill a stadium performance of the song. We're showing our lock screens right now. I we all have our lock screens. Oh, yours is fancy. Yours is like above your clock. 
I don't have an update, but isn't it pretty? Uh, lock screen check. Show us your heirs tour. Lock screen. <laughs> isn't it pretty though? Yes, yeah, it's so pretty. I love that photo of her. Yeah, Archer. What you're saying? It's, a, it's so it's so good. Can't wait just to the extra it. production that she kind of puts in to fill the song as it builds because i've seen so many people say that song's not a stadium song and it's like well absolutely it is you're wrong in my opinion <laughs> but it would have been a disservice to the song if she didn't build it up a little bit more so i'm glad that she did that because a song like that does need some extra oomph to it for a live show but it sounds so good and if you have that bass heavy that that would be amazing i can't wait to hear that live Tolerate it is beautiful. I just love the piano intro. Mm. That's one of my favorites. I'm really happy with the last great American dynasty and how she sings that. How she moved over to the sitting, sitting on the stairs with for some of the folklore songs. It makes me mm-hmm. really, really happy. Because that's just, you know, classic Taylor. Look what we do. I mean, I'll never not gag over Look what we do. <laughs> it's just top tier song. It's so good. I wonder if we're gonna get look what you made me do on future tours yeah i was saying that too That's, i hope it stays because you just needed a moment like that <laughs> yeah um and i but, feel like um, too it's only going to get depending on you know how <laughs> she performs it at, at future tours and also imagine a rock version of look what you made me do electric guitar hello also i was gonna say I feel like we don't get, like, any videos from the all-too-well 10-minute version. Like, I haven't seen any videos from that circulating at all. I've only seen pictures of her with that outfit, but, like, I never- no, but no one ever posts the videos. Yeah, I don't feel like I've which seen- Which is interesting. Videos of that There's a lot either. of ground to cover in that song. <laughs> I saw a video of- actually, I did see a video of uh, people from a show when that was playing, and when she started going- further into the song, when you realize it's the 10-minute version, they were like, oh, she's doing the 10-minute version! It's like, she tells you. Before she sings it. What the hell? She says, do you got 10 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> they probably don't even recognize that <laughs> joke. <laughs> yeah, like, it, almost, it makes you feel like, do I have 10 minutes? Let, let me see. <laughs> no, let's wrap this up. <laughs> um, actually, do you have three hours? <laughs> but yeah, it makes me feel like it's not even real. Like she doesn't even perform the 10 minute version because I feel like I never see videos. I never see the, and I was never good at telling. Like that, I feel like I saw a video of it on the first night, but I haven't really seen a video of it since. And so it's kind of exciting because like when we get to hear that, I'm literally going to die on the spot. <laughs> so that's going to be very overwhelming for me. You know what I was thinking about last night is how I was listening to All Too Well, the regular version, the original version. Mm. and mm. I was I had my airpods in and I was listening to it and that drum and the electric guitar was just like smacking me in the face and I was like oh my god I remember when this album came out I fucking mm-hmm. loved this song like mm-hmm. not even just because it's sad and beautiful but just the production that drums yes. and the guitar is so the musicality is my favorite part good. of the song honestly and I was wondering will she ever perform that she has not ever once performed that song that way. Not ever once? No. Because she performed it on the piano yeah. when Red came out. She didn't have any extra instruments in that with the piano. She did, but it wasn't the same. Yeah, the... That is like... That like bass. music to me. Like That is quintessential. And the yeah. really, like the drums are heavy in that song. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... We're, Does we're she never not have the production that. for it on the on this tour? 
I, I think it's just her and an acoustic guitar. No way. I could be wrong. I don't know. Because the outro has to have production with the outro. I don't remember. Us. That'll be interesting. But either way, Can that's see. still not the five-minute production version, you know? Yeah, I know, I know. Also, kind of unrelated, but I, I'm so desperate for her to do a tour movie and CD yep. of this. Yep. Especially, th- like, yeah. think about how hard it was for people to get tickets. Like, even if that's the only motivation she would have to do it, like, yeah. I need her to do that. Get as many people to experience it as possible. Mm-hmm. That's like what Hannah Montana, or Miley Cyrus, did <laughs> for the my, me, Miley Just Cyrus like Hannah Montana Montana did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so. Oh, wait, we didn't read our list. Mm-hmm. Yes, let's do that. So, I have surprise songs that I cannot... Cannot not be in the room for, or charges will be pressed. <laughs> <laughs> so, Treacherous. Everybody knows. That's my song. Safe and Sound. Mary's Song. Capital Like Me. <laughs> Ivy. Evermore. Hoax. Story of Us. I, I want to read them all. <laughs> the very first night. Never go up. I also have anything on Speak Now, anything on debut, I'll be upset about, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to be honest there. <laughs> Tied together with a smile. Sparks fly, I don't know if I said that. Maroon. Because mm. that's, like, my song off Midnight. Well, see, there's the thing is, I, there are some songs that I don't have on my list that I would mm-hmm. be on my list because I don't want them just as an acoustic version. Like, I, I would want to yeah. hear the production. Maroon, I want to hear production, but since we're not going to get that, it'll just offend me if she sings it without, without me there. <laughs> Sad, beautiful, tragic. Ugh. <laughs> right where you left me. I almost do. That song is very, very personal to me on the red, red album. Untouchable. You're not sorry. The last time. State of grace. <laughs> Breathe. Forever and always. Crazier. I will be so happy if I get to hear that. Oh, on a surprise song. Holy ground. And a place in this world. Mm. Um, and I'm sure I'm forgetting some, but those are the ones that'll be like a gut punch. Send, that's so many, I know. Send us a voice message. We have a link in our show notes. You guys can leave us a little voice message and let us know the songs that you really need to hear at your show. The songs that if you were not there when she sings them, it'll be a federal offense. Charges will be pressed. pressed. And we'll put the little poll thing too. Yeah. Um, if you're a Spotify listener, we will have a, a little Q&A for you. So I separated mine into like piano and guitar. So on the piano, I would want Sweet Nothing, Dorothea, Hoax, Cowboy Like Me, uh, (laughs) R.I.P., Closure, State of Grace, Hunger Games Bomb, You're Not Sorry, (laughs) I have Hoax again, and Gorgeous. (laughs) Oh, and Carolina, sorry. Remember that. I really want to hear Gorgeous on the piano. I love Gorgeous. Because I love playing that song on the piano. So, mm-hmm. um, guitar. Also, she wrote it on the piano. So, yeah. anyway. Guitar, uh, Begin Again, Cornelia Street, I Wish You Would, Eyes Open, The Story of Us, Superman, Come In With The Rain, The Song mm-hmm. Is My Child, Cold As You, Sad Beautiful Tragic. <laughs> Um, nothing new, forever winter. I bet you think about me. Tell me why. King of my heart. I love that song, and I would love to hear it on the guitar. That is another song 
That's a song that I feel like I would love the full production in a new way. Like I would love to hear that, how she would do that on this tour. But I also, she sang King of My Heart. She wrote it on the electric guitar. So I would love to hear that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also, like she sang it on the acoustic guitar once. And I think that sounded so pretty. So I would would like to hear that too. And then literally anything from debut or speak now. Truly. So. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Further Explanation podcast. If you are not already, we would really appreciate it if you would follow or subscribe to the podcast. That way you will see when we post new episodes. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter. On Instagram, we are at Further Explanation Pod. And on Twitter, we are at SwiftyPod13. Also, If you would be so kind as to leave us a five-star review on (laughs) Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us, if you enjoy the podcast, if you could leave us a five-star review, that would really help us a lot. And we would appreciate you so much. Hand hearts to everybody who does that. (laughs) Kaya, do a hand heart. We're sending you hand hearts. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the podcast. We are almost to a thousand total streams, which is crazy. And we appreciate you guys so much for being here. Thank you. Bye. Bye.